0: Oh, all right, guys. We gotta get this one right. On three, we're gonna say, "Welcome back to our extraordinary thoughts, flowing in mind." One, two, three. We'll kick. Welcome back, back to our extraordinary minds. And we That's back. Right. That works right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we uh, back. And we yeah, yeah, yeah. And we back. Now, before we get started with this episode, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Like this episode, share this podcast, and if you can, do me a favor, head on down to the review section and leave an honest review because this podcast was dedicated to helping us become a better version of ourselves. And I don't know what that version is, but I know that just like we need a little bit more money, just like we need a little bit more sleep, just like we need a little bit more of anything in life, we deserve to be a little better than what we are right now. What's going on, everybody? It's that ordinary podcaster with the extraordinary thoughts that tells you to stop being great and be extraordinary. I'm your host, Demetrius Thigpen, and welcome back to another episode of Extraordinary Thoughts for the Ordinary Mind. Now, before we even get started, man, I, I'll say this, that betting on yourself has been heavy on my spirit a lot lately. Like, so heavy that, like, I don't think a lot of people really understand what it means when you, when you got to bet on yourself. Like, when you really got to believe in yourself. Like, when you're back up against the wall and the only person that's believing in you right now is you. Now, a couple of years back, man, for those who don't know, you know, I got NJP. You know, I was getting active at one point. You feel me? And I had to deal with that. And 2000, I think it was, what, 2014, 2015, you know, I was going through it. And I remember seeing a post online, and it talked about a Marine that went through an NJP. He went through some adversity, and he was able to come out on top. Fast forward, here I am about to start podcasting. And I run into this exact same Marine again in the PX. And he tells me a story, and he talks about how he betted on himself. And I remember walking away saying, like, damn, man, when you going to bet on yourself, Demetrius? Here we are three years later after I finally betted on myself and started doing podcasts, and I finally got Daniel Rivera, a.k.a. Danny Limelight, on the show. Man, what's going on with it?
1: What's up, Miente? How you doing, Demetrius?
0: I'm chilling, bro. I'm chilling. Time
1: flies, bro. That's that's a long-ass time. Eight years ago to then four years ago to the present. That's... Sometimes man. getting on yourself isn't an
0: overnight success, but look at you now, dog. Man, I appreciate that, man. Look at you. You know, like, I hate when people sit back in there try to say, like, well, you know, social media is taking over, you know, physical interaction. I feel like social media is actually keeping us connected.
1: Right.
0: Because without it, like, you know, I would never have got a chance to see your journey. And I just want to tell you, man, like, and give your flowers at, now. But, man, you're doing amazing, bro. You're really doing amazing.
1: Appreciate that, and you're right. Like social media, some people don't like it. It's not. It's definitely not for everybody. It's also definitely a part-time, full-time job for some people. Um, but it does allow you to just peek it through the window of somebody's life and somebody's journey. And you know, people only post what they want you to see on social media, obviously. But uh-huh. for the most part, you get a good you get a good look at what somebody's doing on a daily basis or a weekly basis. Um, I'm very active on social media because of my career and what I do. So it's kind of cool to see, you know, how social media can connect people all these years later you know 100 networks like this for business purposes and, and and just being able to like stay in touch with somebody 100%, 100%.
0: I'm, the, I'm, I'm the worst 100%. I'm,
1: the, I'm the worst at picking up a phone and calling somebody that i ain't talked to in a minute and be like yo how you been but if i see them post something you know i could comment or hit them up and, and stuff like that so social media is definitely a a, a a asset for me at least
0: bro i'm i'm the same man like like i I rarely call people, you know what I mean? Like i text here and there, you feel me? But if you post, at least I can see it. Right. You know what I mean? And I can comment in the moment like, hey man, what's going on? Congratulations on what you're doing. And then I'm able to go on about my life,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know? But-
1: and I, and I think that like, I think that like, when, when it comes to the sense of, of like what you just said, commenting, staying in touch, and then going about your business, it also allows room for sparking inspiration. Oh shit, like this guy's doing this now. This guy's doing that, and oh, she's doing this. They're going there. Oh, look, they just had a baby or whatever. You know, like, you can see all the stuff that people are doing, and then you can kind of reevaluate and self-evaluate yourself. Like, do I need to work harder? Are there things that I should be doing to get to where they're at. I've never been a hater, so when I see people flourishing and shining on social media and they get getting new cars or new houses or they got a new girlfriend or a baby or a new job or they just started a business, like, to me, that's dope. It makes me sit back and be like, oh, okay, okay this is what they're doing, you know, you know, what should I be doing now? And why am I sitting here? I'm going to give you a perfect example because it ties into what I do for a living. The Rock's my biggest inspiration.
0: Like, mm-hmm. I, don't,
1: I don't follow celebrities like that unless I know them personally. But The mm-hmm. Rock is the one person that I follow because he's always posting what he's doing. Whether it's the wrestling, whether it's his movies, the highest paid actor, never did a single acting class. Whether it's his producing, whether he's selling tequila, his headphones, his, his clothing line for, for, for Under Armour. You know he has his hands tied to so many different things and i see it and there'll be time where I, I swear to you i wake up in the middle of the night to use the restroom and i open instagram and the rocks working out in the gym and i'm like this guy's so big well, if he's working out right now why am i sleeping Or he's uh-huh. he's doing business meetings and i'm like if he's doing this right now why am i sleeping you know uh-huh. so like 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 we just talked about social media can really do a lot for people and it could really inspire somebody to to want to work, to want to put in that 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 extra that extra
0: gear shift to get to that next level, man, one hundred percent, man, and just like what you said, bro, one thing I can't be is a hater, you feel me? Like I, I can't be a hater, blood.
1: man. It's not a it ain't blood.
0: in my blood. You know what I mean? Like when I, I want people to win, you know what I mean? Like I am a firm believer that a candle will never loses flame lighting another candle; it makes the room Fact. brighter. Fact. You know, and when you see somebody like succeeding, bro, like you can't help but not you know root for them, dog, because especially especially if you know their story you feel me like yeah. especially if you know how hard they work to get to this moment you like man that man deserve a dub yep. you know and if you ever feel like you hate, and you gotta take a step back and ask yourself like what the fuck am I doing wrong in my life people
1: you know like that's you that's one
0: of the hardest no. self evaluate bro self accountability and you know what's so crazy is like we live in this era right now where like we talk about like accountability and you know you need to talk about self love all of that shit start with you first you feel me like, you go and you meet 10 people and you say 10 people the problem. 10 people ain't the problem. You the problem. You know what I mean? Like, everybody around you everybody around you is successful, yet you not. Come on, bro. You you're know, so I... Be I, I
1: that. You're supposed to be the average of who you surround yourself with. So if that's good people, that's people making money, that's people, you know, doing the family thing or whatever. Or if that's bums doing nothing, all day, <laughs> then you're going to be the average of that. You know? You're
0: going to be the average bum, bro, now and that's the worst my, feeling man, right there.
1: There's been a lot of people in my life over the last, you know, since I started in the military in 2009 to now where I was friends with people 10 years, and then mm-hmm. I get to this point in life, and they just ain't doing nothing with themselves, and, and it's all love, you know, like, I, I'll say what's up, but I ain't about to be kicking every shooting if you ain't doing nothing with your life, like, we ain't about 100%. to pull you back, you know, I can only bring, so, bring you so much, you know, until you have to do it for yourself. And now you know this last couple years you know my my friend circle or the people that mm-hmm. i'm spending time with the people that i'm working with it's a different different level you know of, mm-hmm. of what they're doing a lot i was going to say different tax bracket but i don't want to sound braggadocious but like just a different level different mindset the effort the work they're putting in like that's the group that i want to be in i'm sorry like I, i've outgrown the military while i was in the military i outgrew it you know
0: i couldn't Ooh. do it no
1: you know, while I was in the Marine Corps, I knew, I knew once I got in trouble for going to wrestle in Mexico, the Marine Corps didn't want nothing else for me, but for me to be a slave to the institution. And that's fine for some people that works, not me. Like I have bigger aspirations. I have bigger goals, you know, and, and what I've been able to do in three years during the pandemic, since I got out of the military, it's crazy, you know, I've I made more money in my life than I ever made in the military, you know, as a staff Sergeant with an SDA, uh-huh. And, 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 and and all the extra benefits that come with being, you know, a father and all that stuff. Like I, I, I'm I'm achieving all my childhood dreams that the Marine Corps wouldn't have allowed me to do. Now I do give the Marine Corps a lot of credit because they took a street rat kid from Brooklyn, New York at seventeen years old and, and put some discipline in his body and some life experiences. So I'm forever grateful for that. But I, I outgrew the Marine Corps. Uh-huh. And and I, I grew up a lot of the people that I used to hang out with. I don't even go back home to New York no more because ain't shit there for me. I say what's up to my family. I show love to my family. You know, tell my grandma I love her every day. But I'm not going back home. I'm not moving back to New York. I don't want to be in, in Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want to be in L.A. sometimes. Sometimes I want to be on an island somewhere. You feel me? Like, I, feel that. I, don't, I I can't do that yet. I still got work to do. And, and that's the same kind of mindset and mentality that I'm putting into my daughter. You know, my daughter is eight years old. Already paying taxes mm. because she's already grinding. She's already working. Mm-hmm. Her friend circle is not the average eight year old friend circles. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She's hanging out with with Hollywood child stars and, and and older people that are in the business. You know she's doing what she's supposed to be doing, and she gets a good balance of it because her mom is still in the Marine Corps. Her mom is gonna live and breathe the Marine Corps until she retires. That's that's her life path. But my daughter has that balance of both, but she leans more towards the stuff that I do. And so uh-huh. I think that when you work hard and you, and you surround yourself with the right group of people and you bet on yourself, you make these connections, you build these bridges to get you to where you want to be. And then that's, that's how you break generational cycles. Uh-huh. I love my family. I love my family. But my father was a drug dealer. My mom mm-hmm. was a college dropout, So uh-huh. I ain't learned shit from them. And uh-huh. it's no hate towards them. I mean, I learned how to hustle. I learned uh-huh. how to grind. I learned how to throw hands from my pot. But that's about it. Everything else I learned, I learned through mentorship and, and and just working. And now I'm able to teach that to my daughter at an even younger age. I, I right. learned this till I was twenty-five. You know, she's she started when she was five. So she got a mm-hmm. twenty year head start on me. You feel me? So mm-hmm. I think that it's important to to to, to wanna to wanna this up with the right group of people, to wanna work, to to use the social media as a platform and not not look at it as like, oh, it's just I got a post today. Oh, I don't want to see this person's post or whatever,
0: man. Like, mm-hmm. you got to work, baby. You got to work. A hundred percent, man. hundred percent, man. And, you know, before I even, uh, before I say something, I got to get this off my chest. You know, uh, Miles Morales from Brooklyn. Yeah, I
1: know. You know, he's poor. He's you know, black,
0: I, right? <laughs> man, that made my day. Bro, that made my day. Because, you know, my, my, my son, my son Mexican and black, you know, and don't yeah. get me wrong. I love Peter Parker. You feel yeah. me? I'm a diehard Spider-Man. But when they made Miles Morales, you feel me? And when they made Miles Morales, I showed my son. I said, look. I said, dog, man, look. He's like us. You feel me? Yeah, and that 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 always resonated, man, because I always think about, you know, where I grew up and where I'm at now. You know what I mean? And you you mentioned it, you know, like coming from Brooklyn, New York and and listening in the military and your life changing and the friends that you lose. You know, we never talk about like as we go down those journeys, you feel me? Like as we start to make a better, uh, make a change for ourselves and become that better version, you know, the people that we end up losing in the way that the vision eventually changes. You know what I mean? Like I thought I was the only one that really goes home. You know what I mean? Because I get tired of just seeing, you know what I mean? I get tired of seeing yeah. people in the exact same spot. Same spot and at times bro. I and it feel like you don't fit. You don't even fit yep. there no more. And it's more.
1: not like, it's not no shade towards dumb and it's not like making you feel like, oh I'm better than you. It's just you don't fit. We we have nothing in common. What you doing doesn't it's not going to add anything to my life. I still got love mm-hmm. for you. I still wish you the best, but I ain't got to hang out with you no more. I, I don't even talk. I don't, I, I don't even think there's anybody that I went to high school with or that I was in the Marine Corps with that I still fuck with, you know, like I got one dude that I was in the Marine Corps with. He was my corporal when I was a PFC. His name is Nicholas Wiggins. He's my daughter's godfather. He's the only person uh-huh. really that I still talk to, you know, on, on a regular basis, because he's uh-huh. one of the ones that stood true, stood loyal. I could, I could count on him and he outgrew the Marine Corps and he's doing uh-huh. amazing things in his life. And that's why he's still in my life because we both add to each other's life and he's a real good dude, you know, but not everybody that you meet is gonna be like that. You know, some like people are like just temporary.
0: Oh, man, I love that. I love that one right there, you feel me? Because we don't talk enough about, like, just outgrowing it. You feel me? Like, if the milk was in the refrigerator and it passed its expiration date, we would throw that out.
1: Fact. You
0: know what I mean? Like, if the if the food went bad, we would throw that out. If the clothes too small or they too big, either we going to adjust sizes or we going to throw that shit out. <laughs> you know? But here we got people in our lives that we, we, we done outgrown. You know what I mean? And now we face with that decision
1: personal, you know, some of them get upset and be like, oh, you changed. Yeah, I changed. I ain't worked this hard to stay the same, bro. I'm sorry. Oh like 100%. what is it? What is it? Like uh I heard I heard it was like in a rap song. I, I can't remember who it was. But they said like or maybe it was maybe it was Cat Williams stand up comedy. He was like if you've been selling drugs for ten years and you still and you ain't move up to yep. cocaine, he was like, Then what are you doing? And not to say that I endorse drugs, but in the same retrospect, if you doing the same shit, but you the can't last be selling nickel years, bags. You feel me? You know, you know what I'm saying. I'm I, I'm not into the you know. I don't do drugs like that or anything like that. But the concept of if you are doing the same thing for mm-hmm. ten years, you are gonna stay right there. You're not gonna go nowhere. hundred percent. You know.
0: hundred so, percent, man. You know, like I, I heard that, bro, and I, I I had to say it, man, because I got a friend right now, man. That motherfucker's still trying to rap. You feel me? It's been <laughs> it's been ten years. He's still trying to make it into the game, and I do my best to listen to his stuff. You feel me? But you put ten people in a room, I can guarantee you they ain't gonna pick his shit. They ain't yeah. picking it, you know. And sometimes, it's like, bro, sometimes like sometimes
1: you gotta be that friend and be like, bro, you need a new career choice. And he bro, gonna pack get it up. mad, he gonna get mad. You a hater, bro. Mm-hmm. Da, da 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 da. But you just being honest. There's people that 100. I tell him, I'm like, bro, maybe wrestling ain't for you. You know.
0: Now my question is, now my question, my question is one of the biggest things, man. is like as you started your journey, you feel me. Like everybody always has this aspiration, they got this dream. You you feel me? And we always talk about becoming a better version and growing and and breaking generational curses, but we never do. What do you think is some of the reasons why people don't don't ever start?
1: Um, fear, uncertainty. Mm. I mean, I'll give you an example. You know, I could have stood in the military and because I had a guaranteed paycheck and all these benefits uh-huh. and, and why would I, you know, turn that away for a chance to try to go make real money wrestling? That's scary to some people, you know, because some people don't have that, that belief in themselves. But, but I feel like you know, you know if you're good enough. Like Mm -hmm. you have to be honest with yourself. Like something like you brought up, I'm gonna use your friend the rapper as an example. This ain't no shade towards him, but he knows he's not that good. But he's he's not he's not gonna admit it to himself. Because he's in denial. But -hmm. if he knew that he was good enough, he would stop everything he's doing and just focus on the music. But he's going to keep 100%. his little day job wherever the hell it is, in some office or whatever he does in between. But it couldn't be me. I was wrestling part-time. And I wasn't even allowed to wrestle in certain places because then I had to put leave in. I had to request out of bounds. I had to do this. I do that. Now, I'm a fucking staff sergeant. I'm a grown-ass man. You're telling me I can't go to Mexico now? Alright. Uh-huh. That, that's when I knew I was like, I need to get out of this. Because I knew that I was good enough. And I knew that if I had more time and I didn't have to get a haircut and shave my face every day and I didn't have to do this and be there and go here and and travel there, I would be able to wrestle for a living.
0: Uh
1: It wasn't even, bro, it wasn't even a year after I got out of the military, I was already wrestling for AEW. Six months, I was already wrestling for New Japan. Less than a year, I had my first look at, at WWE. You know what I'm saying? Like, I went and did, did the work, the extra work over there. You know, they had me doing a segment with Goldberg and some other stuff, and I wrestled for... it. it matter of fact, I got out of the military October 2019. By October 2020, so yeah, I had did work with WWE, wrestled for Impact Wrestling, wrestled for New Japan Pro Wrestling, and wrestled for AEW. I hit the four biggest wrestling companies in the world in less than a year. And I think that that was just a testament to, okay, I could fucking do this. I knew I could, but now I got the actual time to do it. 100%. I could I could I could grow my hair and I could do certain things I could work out more. I can I have the time I could eat better. I ain't sleep deprived on twenty-four hour mm-hmm. duty. Like you know what I'm saying? Like there was things that I was able to do. I am able to go to Mexico. I'm able to go to wherever I want to go. Can nobody tell me nothing? I don't answer to nobody. I wake up when I want to wake up, I do what I want to do, and, and the Marine Corps wasn't gonna let me get there. So people know if they're good enough. It's like mm-hmm. people that, that like there's people that wanna be wrestlers. They, 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 they are. They know they're not good enough, but they do it because it's cool for them to post about it. But it's not that It's not. It's not in them. It's not. It's not what they really want to do. It's fun for them. It's a hobby. It's part time. They're still working at McDonald's or Walmart or wherever they're at. And I'm not hating on those jobs. I'm just saying, if you believed in yourself, you go all the way in. I don't have another job. All I do is wrestle and audition. I do stunts. I act like. And I go to school. That's it. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost done with school. And that's because and, I, and the only reason why I went to school is because nobody in my family got a degree from college. And I want to be the first one to get a degree.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, bro, you know, we sit back and we'll talk about that, man. And I'm glad that you brought this up. Is that, you know, somebody right now is driving to a job that they don't want for money that they need. And the whole time that they drive and they passions, they dreams, they aspirations live in the backseat of the car. And they'll go to the job, they'll punch the clock and make somebody else richer. And then come home and look their kids in the eyes and tell them to follow their dreams the whole time that they did. Mm-hmm. You go, you know, and when you sit back, man, like you see somebody, you feel me? You see somebody in there, they hate their job. And I feel like that's one of the worst feelings in the world is to wake up every single day to drive to somewhere where you hate. And the only thing that's bounding you there is money, the only thing that's bounding you there is fear. Like we never talked to, you know, it's the thing is that.
1: It's, just, it's the safety net. It's It's a safety net. It's the feeling of feeling safe and secure. Like, okay, like, I hate what I do for a living, but I need to pay my bills. And if I don't do this Mm -hmm. job, I don't think that I can make the same amount of money doing what I love. Mm -hmm. Very, 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 very few people do what they love for a living. And I refuse, bro, I refuse to be miserable every day. I refuse to get up, have a put a fucking uniform on and go to the military. Or I refuse to get up and have to go sit in an office or... Or get a, a a government job doing logistics because I have ten years of experience in that. Uh-huh. i would be, I'd be miserable, bro. Uh-huh. I couldn't, I couldn't see myself sitting behind a desk doing this all day.
0: That should have dried you, crazy, bro.
1: Watch it, watching the clock, bro. I uh-huh. can, I can, That's can. it, right there,
0: watching the clock.
1: I can't. You're yep. just watching your life pass by.
0: Uh-huh. I can't do that. Dog, man, and you 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 hear people talk about it all the time, and this my thing though is that we don't we don't we don't acknowledge fear for what it is, bro. Like fear, that's a primal emotion. You you feel me? Yeah. And and I don't know who need to hear this, man, but it is okay to be scared. You becoming a better version of yourself should scare you a little bit. Yeah. You,
1: yep. you change. You know what I mean? You
0: changed. you changing. You know, you starting that venture, that shit should scare you. You know what I mean? When motherfuckers sit back and they try to minimize that, <clears> that killed <throat> me the most. I, I know, you know you've heard I'm this talking.
1: before. Yeah, let me hear it. Yeah.
0: I know you heard this before. When you talk to them mo- when you talk to somebody about fighting, you feel me? And they always say like, "Man, I could never do this, man. You know, I, I see red, I'll black out." Bro, if you scared, just say that.
1: It's the same thing like, "I, I could never join the military cuz the children are to get in my face, I'm going to punch them in the mouth." You know how many Bro. kids, <laughs> you know how many kids face I was in and not one of them kids ever thought about swinging on me. Maybe they thought about mm-hmm. it, but as fast as they thought about it, as fast as it went out the window, people mm-hmm. just say, people will say anything to make what they feel, feel secure. They mm-hmm. People will say anything to be like, eh, this is a good, you know, it's a, it's like the saying, any excuse will do.
0: Yes. Oh, I can't,
1: I can't, I can't go to the gym today. My goldfish died. Just say you don't want to work out, bro. Bro, just say that.
0: Just say that you appreciate you're gonna appreciate yourself more if you're just honest. You'll yep. appreciate yourself or more.
1: You won't look back later on in life and be like, damn, what if? Yep. I couldn't do that, bro. I would I, bro, I would be miserable if I look back and be like, damn, what if I would have just pursued wrestling? Or damn, what if I would have really tried to do this acting and stunt stuff? I've been mm-hmm. acting two years, bro. I've already done commercials and T V shows. Mm-hmm. I just finished with Netflix. Like I like my daughter's doing commercials and movies and she And you know what's crazy is I'm breaking that fear factor in her head at a young age. No mm-hmm. one's going to be able to tell my daughter she can't do anything she wants. Because all she's going to say is like, you're telling me I can't do this, but my dad did it. You're telling me mm-hmm. I can't do this, but I'm already doing it. She's already doing mm-hmm. it at eight years old. And to me, that's the most important thing. The most important thing out of everything that I'm doing right now is I'm making so many connections for Khaleesi, for my daughter.
0: Mm. mm. Man, and I, and I applaud you for that, man, because, you know, when we sit back and we think about, like, you know, generational curses and we think about what our parents did for us, our parents did the best that they could with what they had. You feel yes. me? And yeah. they believed the dream of what somebody else had told them. Now, my question is, is that as you pursue that career, as you pursue your career with acting, as you pursue, you know, you continue moving forward in wrestling and you continue to make these changes. Was there ever a moment where people just didn't believe in you? Of
1: course. To this day, people still don't believe in me. I got mm. family I got family that have never bought a t shirt.
0: I got mm-hmm. family
1: that have never seen me wrestle.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I
1: got I got friends that never bought a shirt, never came to see me wrestle. And it's crazy because strangers will believe in you and support you before your family and friends do.
0: Oh say that shit they, again, man. I said, <laughs> str-
1: <laughs> say
0: it Say that again.
1: Strangers will support you before your family and friends. 100%. Now my what I will say is my daughter's mother, Miranda, my ex-wife, she paid for my first few months of wrestling training when we were together because I was paying all the bills. I didn't have the money for the, the extra money for the training, but she paid for it. I don't think she thought it would go this far, but for me, it was enough trust that she believed in me. Even though she, if you if you ask her, she probably would have been like. I thought it was going to be a hobby or something for a little bit. But now that I'm doing, like, and even we have conversations today sometimes. Like, I'd be like, I always give her, her flowers. I always thank her for paying for my training because I, I wouldn't be here if it, if it wasn't for her paying for uh-huh. it. But she, she, she would, I asked her, like, did you think it was going to get like this? like did you? And she was like, I, she'd be like, no, I didn't know. I didn't know. I just, I just, you know, and that's fine. Yeah. You know, my daughter believed in me. She was, my daughter was watching wrestling with me when she was an infant. You know, like I'd sit her ass on the couch with a little boppy and she sit there mm-hmm. with her little pacifier or a bottle watching somebody lay the smack down, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And my
1: and I would say my dad was he believed in me from the beginning too. He he watched all my matches, bore all my shirts, like but mm-hmm. other family and friends, it took them a long time. And now that my shit is popping and they they see the little blue check and they see all that I'm doing and they see me on TV and now everybody all of a sudden, oh man. Oh, I believe I in, t- you know, I knew can you I, could do can it. And- I get, can I get tickets here? Can I get tickets to the show? And, I, and some people, I, I, yeah, I got you, bro. I got you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, put, give me a there, I, I'll give you a ticket. I don't care. Like, I, I ain't holding no grudge. Just because you didn't believe in me, that's nothing to do with me. That That's mm-hmm. the that's insecurity in yourself. that You didn't, you didn't trust and mm-hmm. believe that I could do what I say I could do. But people who don't know you would believe in you before family and friends because they don't know you. So they don't have a personal opinion on who you are. Mm. They see me come out, they hear my song, and they see me do what I'm fucking good at.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And the, you're a star, Danny. Oh man, I literally like they buy my shirts, they follow me, they like all my shit. Like, and I love my fans. Bro, I got mad love for my fans. I I never say no to a picture. I never say no to an autograph. I never say no to none of that because I need my fans. I need them to support mm-hmm. me. I, I, that's how I get over. That's how I get further. Mm-hmm. You know, having the fan base to push you there. But I wish it was different. I wish family and friends supported you. Because you know what? I, you know what makes me the most mad?
0: What? What's up, man?
1: Family and friends will fucking post every Drake song or all these celebrities. They'll they'll put the pictures of Big Sean and Jhene Aiko on their story or Rihanna's pregnant on their story. These people will never see the shit. They don't even mm-hmm. know you exist. But you can't share or like or. Or, or buy a, sh- a twenty dollar shirt from your cousin or your brother or your friend mm-hmm. because they don't have the clout that Chris Brown does, or or you know all mm-hmm. the you know whatever your whatever your favorite actor or singer or rapper is, you know that to me is, mm-hmm. is, is, is crazy because you are giving your money, your support, your love, your business to complete strangers. That's what I mean by strangers mm-hmm. will support you before your family and friends do.
0: Oh. I never even looked at it like that. I never even looked at it like that. I knew what you meant, man, but I never. It was always a part that I never looked at it like that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I remember when I first started podcasting. I remember when I first started speaking. You know, people would play Eric Thomas. They would play these big name speakers, and I'm over here kicking this. I'm like, I'm kicking this fire, and I'm like, dang, like, you know, y'all ain't y'all ain't feeling this. Y'all don't y'all don't y'all don't think that I'm doing it. And yeah, believe, it was. They don't cr-
1: believe it. They don't believe it. Yeah, because all they know is you know Demetrius the the Marine. Oh, you, you ain't mm-hmm. a motivational speaker or influencer. You're a Marine. That's all you can do with your life. Fuck. Mm-hmm. No, and that's
0: the crazy part. You know. Now my question is, is that we you know we 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 know what it feels like when you know what it's like when no when no one believe when our family ain't believing in us. You know what I mean? But can you just walk me through like you know what it felt like to have somebody believe in you? Because that's 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 the part right there that I always look back on and think like, you know, people stop because they feel like they ain't making a difference. They feel like they alone in this situation.
1: Um My name is Daniel. Uh, it comes from the Bible verse, Daniel and the Lions. You're getting thrown mm-hmm. into the, the Lion's Den, no one believing in you, getting put basically to die, you know, like setting in there by yourself. Mm-hmm. And Daniel walked into the lion's den and walked out unharmed, unscathed, you know. The lions didn't touch him. They didn't do nothing for him. Daniel means only God can judge me. And I'm not trying to preach or anything like that, but I believe in that. And I believe that when I started this, I was sent into the lions then with no followers, nobody following me into this, just coming into this whole new world where I'm either going to get chewed up and spit out or I'm going to walk out leading. leave him. You know? And I remember vividly, My first match was October 11, 2014, just two months after Mm -hmm. I started training to wrestle, and I wrestled and it was fun. And I look back now and I suck so bad, but (laughs) like I was good enough, you know, back then I was good for where I was at two months in, you know. But but now I'm like, oh, what the fuck, you know, what are you doing, bro? But Mm -hmm. we we grow, we learn, you know. Um, But two months after that, I made my first batch of t-shirts. I spent $280 $280 for 30 shirts. Mm-hmm. And and I remember I had to ask my daughter's mom for the money to get the shirts made. And she's like, well, I'm paying for wrestling training. Now I'm paying for T-shirts. But I, I knew that this was going to be a way for me to determine my value, my worth. Mm-hmm. If I'm good enough, these shirts are going to sell. And if all 30 of these shirts sell, that $280 I'm gonna do the math right now, cause back then I used to sell my shirts for twenty. Now I sell them for thirty, but it was mm-hmm. it would have been six hundred dollars, mm-hmm. which would have been a three over three hundred dollar profit on the money that was invested. Right. My first time making thirty shirts, my first show, all thirty shirts sold out, and I went home and I gave my daughter's mom the the money that I made from the shirts, and that's when I knew I was like. I can do this. I need a lot of work. I need to, I need to polish a lot of stuff. And to this day I'm still working, I'm still learning, I'm still getting better. But I'm a, I'm an eternal student. I'm always willing like to that. learn somebody. And wrestling you have to be ever changing, you have to learn, you have to put in the work. And now, you know, same concept, but now my shirts go for $30. Now my sh- mm-hmm. I have to buy 50 shirts instead of 30 for a show, you know? I have to do you know, I had to get eight by ten pictures printed so I could autograph now. When I used to sell mm-hmm. those for just $10, now my autographs are $20. You know, like, and mm-hmm. your work is what someone's willing to pay. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's when I realized that I can do this. That's when I realized that this was for me. And I remember my first group of fans, they, it, was this, <laughs> it was this couple, their name was Daniel and Mona Ripley. And I'll never mm-hmm. forget them because Mona, she's a big black woman, loud. She mm-hmm. always sat in the front row, always was talking shit to the bad guys, always screaming for the good guys. And her husband Daniel was a huge wrestling fan, and he. Was, mm-hmm. I remember them coming up to me. They had a son. He was like eighteen years old ish, like that. In the rest in peace. He actually passed away. Um, he was. He got mm-hmm. sick and, and passed away not too long ago. Um, but they would come up. They'd buy all my shirts. They'd always be like, you're gonna, you're gonna be great. You're gonna be a star. And they, yeah, I'm. Mean, I'm like, thank you. I, you know, I appreciate that. But at the time, it didn't click that those strangers saw something in me that my family and friends did. see. My first three wrestling shows, all my friends came to. I didn't win a match mm-hmm. for the first. Eight. I didn't win a wrestling match for my first eight months wrestling. Once my friends came to the first three shows and seen that I wasn't winning, they stopped coming.
0: Really? And
1: Yeah, they stopped coming to shows, and. It's, it's all good. Like you know, people get busy, life happens, and stuff like that. But the strangers who didn't know me saw my name on a flyer, saw my picture on a flyer, and they show up to see me. Mm -hmm. And then my fans they started getting a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. People started tweeting about me. People started posting about me. And then more people started seeing me. Other companies started booking me. And then I started going to wrestle in L.A. instead of only San Diego. Now I'm in L.A. And now I'm getting a smaller fan base in LA. People are seeing me. They're like, oh, who's this kid? And then I'm wrestling in Mexico. And then I'm wrestling on the East Coast. And now, all of a sudden, Danny Limelight is is countrywide.
0: Mm-hmm. And in Mexico. Mm-hmm.
1: And then I had to stop for two years because I went to go be a drill instructor. And then when I came back, it was kind of like I had, a, I had some people that still remember me. But I had a lot of work to do because a lot of the people that I was coming up with were already stars. You know, they were yeah. getting signed, they were getting tryouts, they were wrestling the bigger shows, and I had to put in the work all over again. But I came back hungry as hell and my shit took off. And now, you know, I could be in Hawaii. I was in Hawaii not too long ago on a boat ride to go swim with dolphins and I get off the boat after the, the the excursion's over and some guys, Hey Danny Limelight. like some random-ass Hawaiian dude wants a picture because they see me wrestling at AEW. Or I go to the theaters mm-hmm. with my daughter and her little friend, Abby Pratt, who's also a child actress, who's on Netflix and all these uh, movies that she, she mm-hmm. just finished filming, Dungeons and & Dragons and stuff like that. And I take both the girls, my daughter and her friend, to the movies. And the concession stand guys are Danny Limelight fan, And now the little girls are laughing. My daughter and her friends laugh because I got recognized there. And they're in their eyes, they're 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 oh I'm, I'm a star. Why didn't they recognize me? But they recognize your dad, you know? Like, hmm but that that stuff to me is like okay I'm not where I was in 2014 I'm not where I was 2019 you know now I'm slowly becoming a household name in the wrestling community and now that all these other doors are opening for me in Hollywood more people are recognizing me more people are seeing me I'm I'm, I'm networking in LA with all these influencers you know doing these little you know events and going to, you know, I was partying and meeting people at the club and just connecting and collaborating. And, and, and that, that to me is growth and it's, it's believing in yourself and it's doing what you have to do. I can't get to where I want to go to if I'm still hanging out with Marines in San Diego, going to Carlsbad to get drunk. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm tired of boards crossing. It was great. It was fun. I have a lot of memories there. But I'm, I'm not going to Boris Crossing anymore. Like, I'm I just that. not doing it. I, no, I don't I really want to go to the gas lamp. You know, yeah. like, I want, to, I I feel want that. to go anywhere else. You know, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be at a bar drinking. I'd rather be in the gym or mm-hmm. I'd rather be on the island with a beautiful ass woman. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. It's growth.
0: You know, you know. Speaking of boars crossing, man. Like I remember going there. It was my first, bro. It was my first and last time ever going to bros, uh, boars crossing. I remember sitting there. I'm having a drink, and I look over, and I and I see this lady. And and no, no, no shade to her. You, you feel me? I I don't shame. But I looked over, and she had one leg. You feel me? And 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 on the other leg, it was it was like you, you ever seen the pirates? How they be talking about like the peg leg and stuff like that. Like she had like this wooden damn stick hooked up tour and stuff like that. I looked around. I didn't want to make a big deal about it. You know what I mean? And I was like, "Don't y'all ever bring me out here again? Don't y'all ever bring me out here again?" And that was my first and last time ta- uh, going said, to Boys' Cross. I ain't never. He said, he
1: said, don't y'all ever bring me out here again?
0: You feel me? I'm time, like, this I is had a some pirate.
1: Boys, you know, I had some good times at Boys. I had some good times in Oceanside, you know. But I, I'm sorry, I don't want to go to the purple church every Friday. Wednesday on Ooh, You know? Well,
0: they close... You know they close it down. I
1: don't know that because I haven't
0: been there and I don't know how long. Yeah, man. One of my Marines told me a while back, man. They, t- I was like, that's fucking Marine Corps history right there. What are y'all doing? You feel me? That's fucking Marine Corps history. It is.
1: It is.
0: But one of the most... I think, like, the biggest thing that you said, though, that really resonates with me is, is that a lot of times, like, we always get hung up on the negative. You feel me? And hearing... Hearing you talk about like the positive, you know what I mean? Like you go through Instagram, you post something on Instagram, you look at your comments. Most people usually read the negative comment, you know what I mean? And that one resonates. That one's the one that they give attention to. That's the one that they are going to be arguing back and forth. But above that comment, you know what I mean? Is is somebody saying like, yo, man, you're going to be great. Yo, man, I love your stuff. Yo, man, keep going. You feel me? And we don't give that one attention. So it feels good for you to still remember that moment with that couple where they where they believed in you.
1: You know, and to this day, like I have them on Facebook now and like see what they're mm-hmm. doing. It's just, it's just cool that they were one of my first fans, you know. Um, uh-huh. I remember, I remember like the little kids being excited to see me outside when I was leaving the venue to go to my car, and they're like all waiting in the parking lot for like autographs, sign their hats, and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, I got swarmed by like seven kids. And I was with my mm-hmm. daughter's mom at the time, and my daughter, she was, she was six months, sitting in, like, mm-hmm. my mom was carrying her, and I have my bags, and these kids just came rushing up to me, and they would want autographs, and I'm like, oh, and I'm, like, signing the shit. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's, it's crazy. I, man, it's, I forget sometimes, like, what the journey was like, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes I wish I was where I was praying to be where I'm at now, just so Ooh. I could relive that experience, and, like, mm-hmm just really embrace the journey, you know? Mm-hmm. I felt like I was in such a grind mode and such a hustle mode that I, I missed out on the small details of my journey to get to where I'm at mm-hmm. now. So sometimes I wish I could just go back and, and redo a match or, or re-meet a fan for the first time or, or like, mm-hmm. just create some kind of memory again that may have been skipped over in the fact that I was being so focused on my next show or my mm-hmm. daughter or something, you know? Now, you know, I have a little bit more time on my hands now to do certain things that I love to do and to have fun. But now I really sit back and cherish it. Like yesterday I wrestled for New Japan Pro Wrestling in LA, sold out show, fire mm-hmm. match. And I got to the back, and I, I went to go see the sports therapist, and he did some cupping shit on my back because I was kind of banged up. And I sat there, and I was like, man, that was a really fun match. That was a really good show. Mm-hmm. The crowd was hot; like everybody was engaging, and I, and I, and I was like, "Oh, that was cool." And this, like this weekend, I, I was on TV for New Japan Saturday. I was on TV for United Wrestling Sunday, and then I had a live show Sunday, so like a whole weekend of wrestling, and I got to like really enjoy it. I got to really embrace. It. I watched myself on TV; it was like critiquing myself, not being an ego trip. I was like, I like to watch myself. Oh, I should have did this instead, or I could have did this better, mm-hmm. you know? But I was like, man, like. I literally two days in a row, watching myself on TV for two different companies doing what I love. And I have to wrestle. Mm. Like Mm. can't ask for nothing better.
0: Man. And I appreciate you just talking about stopping and being able to smell the flowers. You know what I mean? Like I remember uh, a while back, my uncle had told me, he said, so many things that's happened to you so fast, you know, it's definitely a blessing. And when he said that, I remember I, I I didn't realize it. You know what I mean? Like I was getting gigs. I was, I was, I had just released a book, you know what I mean? Like, Mm I, I, I'm building up these things but a lot of times like we're in that grind mode that we don't even realize that we're in the middle of what we prayed for in the beginning
1: Facts. And, and it's like um you're praying for something mm-hmm. and then you go and get what you just prayed for like mm-hmm. you can't just you can't just pray for it and then sit on the couch like I want to be a millionaire I'm gonna sit on the couch mm-hmm. Lamborghini does not make commercials for their cars. You know why? Because mm-hmm. they Cause the car said, speaks for itself. They say we don't make cars for people that have time to watch TV. They said that. If you're sitting, if you're sitting at home <laughs> watching TV, you're not going to see a Lamborghini commercial. And you're probably also never going to be able to afford a Lamborghini. Mm. So, mm. it's crazy, right?
0: I feel that, man. I feel that. You know what I mean, and then as
1: you have to pray for it, and then you have to go get it. Then Mm -hmm. you have to go get, unless you plan on hitting the lottery. If that's if that's your plan, yo, good luck, bro. Like,
0: good luck, yeah.
1: You know what I'm saying, but I can't sit here and say I want to be on TV every week. Let me sit Mm -hmm. on my couch.
0: I feel that. I feel that.
1: Play with my my nails. Like it's it's just not. And watch. Netflix all day. I love watching TV. Mm-hmm. I love watching shows, and I got a show coming out soon on Netflix called Brother Son. So I'm gonna definitely watch that. But yeah, you you have to go get what you want. Like you have to put the work in. It's like anything else in life. Like the perfect example of this is a is a, is a toddler, an infant learning how to walk for the first time. They learn how to walk because they want to go get something, and they teach themselves how to get up and go get it.
0: One hundred percent.
1: They have the mentality, this big imagination, their little body, their little brains. And they say, I want to grab that thing on the shelf, but obviously sitting on my stomach ain't going to get it for me. Mommy and daddy Mm -hmm. don't want to give it to me. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to take some steps and go grab
0: it.
1: 100%. As adults, we should be doing that on a regular basis. What do I want today? Mm. I want this. I need to get the fuck up and go get it.
0: 100%. I'm
1: I'm getting turned up right now. I need to chill. I told you, man, yeah. this episode was going to
0: do it for you, man. You, you feel me? And, and man, and this is the thing, man, is when we talk about that, because that was that's one thing that, you know, because we both fathers, you know what I mean? And we had that chance to actually see that, you know, and I tell Marines all the time and I tell people this all the time is that you weren't born a quitter. You weren't born that. Facts. And when we talk about a child that's learning how to walk, you know, they're trying to go after something. And each time they take a couple of steps, they fall on their face. You feel me? And you they don't they wallow. Up? They get right back up. You feel me? And, and why are we not like that when it come down to our goals and our dreams? You feel me? Because you gonna fall on your face.
1: It's... How do I put this? In my opinion. Some people can't take a fall. Some people can't take a mm-hmm. hit. Some people don't mm-hmm. have that back that backbone. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, like, I like to tell you the... Story from Rocky, you know, uh, when he's talking to his son, he's like, The world ain't all no sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty mm-hmm. place, and I don't care how tough you are, it'll beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it.
0: Like, mm-hmm. and nobody's
1: gonna hit as hard as life, but it doesn't matter how hard you can hit, what matters is how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can Ooh, take moving, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. So if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth, but you gotta be willing to take the hits and not pointy fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anyone. Cowards do Mm. that and that ain't you. you better than that. And I just quoted the whole monologue from Rocky Balboa, the fifth one. But that's Mm -hmm. that's, that's the, the way I talk to my daughter. Same. It's like you have to be willing to take the hits. Okay, you want to try something. You want to go do something. It's not going to be an overnight success. And there's a small percentage of people who can become an overnight success... But overnight successes are here today, gone tomorrow. Look at all those famous. I like to use, and this is no shame towards TikTokers and people who used to do Vine back in the day. And, you know, they make one little video, they go viral, they're popping like the These Nuts guy. You know, he Mm -hmm. was popping for like however long the These Nuts guy was popping Mm -hmm. for. Now he's on Hollywood Boulevard walking back and forth charging $5 for photos. Because he was an overnight success. Yeah. And he didn't know how to work. He didn't know how to get there. He got lucky. It wasn't supposed to be his.
0: You know, one thing that, uh, that always uh, resonates with me is the grind. You feel me? And as we talk about, like, in the process. Like, a lot of people don't know. One of my biggest fears is, is that my talent going to get me in the rooms that my character going to get me out of. You know what I mean? Like, my talent going to get me in a room where my work ethic ain't going to be able to keep up in. You know, so when we when we talk about like those overnight successes, like you got the success that you always wanted, but you ain't never had the work ethic. You ain't never developed the character. You ain't developed the mental, you know, the mentality to maintain that, you know. So to hear your story, man, and to just see everything to, to hear about everything that you have worked hard for, bro. You know what I mean? Like you're destined for, it. you know what I mean? Like you created it and you went out there and you pursued it.
1: Yep. And, and, and that's all we could do, though.
0: Mm-hmm. But you
1: have to believe in yourself. You have to bet on yourself. Oh, you have to know 100%. you got it. And if you don't got it, you have to be honest with yourself.
0: Oh, I love that. I love because that.
1: Because your friends aren't going to tell you. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of people, they want to see you do good but never better than them. Like, mm-hmm. they're not going to tell you, hey, bro, you need to hang up the rap career. Hey, bro, mm, maybe, uh, maybe real estate isn't for you. You know, like, whatever. Whatever it is. Whatever your passion is. Just because you love doing something doesn't mean it's what you're supposed to do for life. But if you love doing something and you work to be really good at it, then that's where love and passion and success comes together and you're able to do that. I'm proud to sit here wearing this New Japan Pro Wrestling shirt. I worked hella hard to get to one of the best wrestling companies in the world. Mm -hmm. And I've been to a lot of them and wrestled to a lot of those wrestling companies. You know? There's no such thing as an overnight success, and you go 100%. viral for a funny video, and that's it. So you have your little 15 minutes of fame, and then bye.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel that. But as we come to a close to this episode, Danny, I got one last question, man. I just got one last question. Is on the moments where you feel like you can't. What is it that keeps you going? My daughter. Mm.
1: Because I don't want her to see that quitting is. I think. I think first. First thing I think about is my daughter and what, what would, what example am I trying to set for her? Mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't want to raise a quitter. I'm not a quitter. Mm-hmm. I'm hella relentless. Mm-hmm. I'm relentless. I'm co- consistent. I'm persistent. I don't give up. That's anything in life. And there are times where I sit like, well, not 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 anymore, not recently, but like back then, I used to sit and be like, damn. What if I'm wrong? Or like, what if I just put myself in a hole, you know? Or like, what mm-hmm. if I just... But what's for you can't be taken from you. And if you work for it, nothing's going to be able to stop you. And when I feel like giving up, I look, think about my daughter, and I get up, and I get right to it.
0: I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. And just like that, once again, gentlemen, once again, ladies and gentlemen, Danny Limelight, man, do you got any upcoming projects before we just go ahead and close this episode out?
1: Me hinted first off, Demetrius, I just want to thank you for bringing me on the show. Uh, this is appreciate is one of you. my favorite conversations I've had with somebody. Um, mm-hmm. That hour went by hella fast. I didn't even realize mm-hmm. how fast that went by. Um, I got a couple things coming up. I have a new movie coming out soon called Dark Asset starring Byron Mann and Robert Patrick from Terminator mm-hmm. 2. Byron Man is the original Ryu. He's an Altered Carbon. Wu Assassin's on Netflix. It's an action movie. Um, kind of got the Universal Soldier vibes. So right. I play I play, I play. play one of the the assets. Um, mm-hmm. I have a pretty sick fight scene with the main actor. Um, I have a Netflix show coming out next year called The Brother's Son, starring Michelle Yu from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Everything Everywhere, All at Once. Mm-hmm. Um, it also stars this dude named Yoshi. He was in... Uh, Bullet Train, he was the Blue Power Ranger mm-hmm. and Dino Thunder, so it's a big, big action show coming out soon. It'll be on Netflix. I guarantee it'll be the top 10 on Netflix for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I got a lot of wrestling shows coming up. I don't know when this episode is coming out, but uh, I got three shows this week. I got one tomorrow in Irvine, one Friday in LA, and one Sunday in Vegas, and then I got shows every month. I got shows coming up for the next two months all over California, all over the United States, um, mm-hmm. and Puerto Rico. So, pretty excited for that. I just uh, want everybody to, you know, just, just, just believe in yourself. Count on yourself. Don't count yourself out. Like, you need to believe in yourself the way you believe in whatever institution or organization you're working for. Uh-huh. You, you, you need to know your worth and your value. And if there's something that you want to uh-huh. do, you have to put the effort to go get it. Uh, thank you for listening. Make sure you constantly tune in to Demetrius' podcast. Make sure you follow me on all social media at Danny Limelight. And so next time, we, had to, we, need to, we need
0: to bounce back and do this again, bro. hundred percent, man. hundred percent, man. And just like that, another extraordinary thought left this ordinary mind. I hope you enjoyed this episode half as much as I enjoyed making it. Stay tuned every Monday as we bring you another episode. And lastly, don't forget to like this podcast, subscribe to this podcast, and share this podcast because this podcast was dedicated to helping you become a better version of yourself. And I don't know who needs to hear that, but just like we need more sleep, just like we need more money, we deserve to be a better version of ourselves. Stay hungry. Stay motivated. I'm out.